The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention. I'm assuming this is us, right? What's us? Okay, this is Dave, so I know this is us. I'm trying to share it on Facebook. I'm like, Dave, we're live. Facebook changed everything. Dave, Dave, Ed. Dave, I was was getting to the long, protracted Ed, but you (laughs) jumped in too early. Bastard. I'm just keeping you honest. I hear you. Alright, how do we get this shared? We get this up Our executive producer, Murphy, is Keeping our studio audience uh, all happy over there He's wearing those boots, making me crazy before we even start Murphy doesn't sit with me like that Right? He knows He likes women better He knows, he gets it He 100% does He understands quality Uh, Hey I feel good yesterday in shape for the first time in months. That's good. You're on your way. No cravings for cigarettes? I finally, no, I have, I've had no cravings at all. Awesome. I'm proud of you. No. All right. Take advantage of this time to get my sponsors ready. Papa Paz for Dave, Id? I heard her, but I didn't hear him. Will that help? Oh, that'll help. Okay. Really? Okay. Yep. All right, let's go. Do you have anybody new here? No. Okay. All right, let's get this show on the road, shall we? Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan. You're with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, top two guys smoke shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. I got my buddy Dave Id Consoli here in, in the studio today. He's going to be filling in for me next week, so we figured we'll give, get the bug back into him, get him on the show as a as a uh, co-host for the day. Uh, let's start by thanking our sponsors. We love our sponsors, and we need at least one more sponsor. Uh, let's start with uh, the Zany Pesci Pesh Peshe Pesh. Law office. It's Pesh. Pesh. Zani Pesh. Zani Pesh. Pesh. I think she said one one plate. It was in Italy. It's Pesh. But then some people say Pesci, and Joe Pesci says Pesci. But we don't know if it's Pesh. 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 Yeah, we do. Go back to the episode. She'll tell you. Yeah, we'll go back. (laughs) We just play that. Get that thirty second clip and just play that as her commercial. Um, But we've given her plenty of time, so hopefully everybody knows who they they are. Uh, Let's see who else we have. Century Twenty One McLennan Real Estate. Uh, It's about time to get Matt back on the show. I think talk about real estate. Wow. What's going on in the Merrimack Valley? The last two shows he did with Dave Id were pretty interesting. Uh, I was actually watching from my hospital bed, and I'm going, "Wow, he does a better interview with with uh, the McClendons than I do." So maybe when they come in, I just have and Dave. Sam. Sam's good too. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, Sam's, and he's a nice kid. Uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Marson and Son Construction EIS Investigation and Gun Training. Should we spend half the show talking about Joe Solomon to make everybody happy? Because all I get is I get a hundred freaking emails a week going, how come you don't talk about Joe Solomon? Like, people are so fucking obsessed with this guy. It's ridiculous. It's, at the local level, it's, it's, it's what happens when you mention Trump to a liberal. 
Like at the local level, you could be talking about the color of the drapes at the White House, but if you work in Jill Solomon's name, at least three people in your presence, their heads are going to explode because of all the crap, all the lies that they've read about in the media. So I guess I'm, I, I keep looking to Chrissy for an answer, but she's not even paying attention to me. So, so we won't. So we, 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 we won't talk about Joe today unless Dave Id wants to. Uh, who else? The Doug Mercurio Law Office. We're hoping he's going to re-up his ads in January, but I haven't had a chance to reach out. Borelli's Deli, if you guys have been following on Facebook, uh, they started with their sandwich of the day again. So uh, I believe today is a steak sandwich. Um, and hopefully next week we'll go back to showing you the sandwich of the day for the following day so that you'll know. Uh, what else do we have? Shaken Seafood Tomo. Tomo, we have, hey, you, you and I have never been to Tomo. Yes, we have. With, oh, Dave, we with Dave Abdu. Oh, with Dave Abdu, right. Yeah, you, yep, made, you, you, made did. Me, you made me try the kamikaze. Did you, did you like it? I yeah, it was okay. I'm yeah. not a big sushi guy, but, you know, it's, yeah, I'm, right. I'm Italian. I mean. You're I'm Italian over here. I'm Italian. <laughs> yeah, ever noticed, by the way, this is one of my favorite uh, things when I do comedy. Ever notice how when someone's Italian, they always at some point have to tell you that they're Italian? No. Like, I've Italian. never had, like, a black guy go, yeah, but I'm black, you know? I mean, like, I'm black. Or an Irish guy go, oh, I'm Irish. Come on, I'm Irish. But Italians are always working the Italian thing into... No, it's just we're specific about our food. I'm not, I'm not a connoisseur of other cuisines. Oh, you know I'm right. You know pain. I'm right. You're a pain in the neck. Shake it, seafood. Uh, clear path for veterans to England. AFC Urgent Care was their 11th anniversary yesterday. I remember 11 years ago like it was yesterday. Can uh, I say something sure, about that? Sure, sure, sure. Two, two and a half weeks ago, I had a really bad sinus infection. Yeah. And I went there on the weekend. They had me in and out of there in 10 minutes. Yeah, North Andover is a- Methuen. Oh, you're in Methuen. Methuen. I don't hear a lot of good things about Methuen. I got to be I'm honest just, with you. Hats off. I'm still waiting for her to set up my account for all my drug tests and DOT right. guys. Well, I love AFC. I love Lisa Williams and Zaka and everybody over there. And it's almost time to get Lisa back on the show. Yep. She's and then Pleasant Valley Landscaping Contractors. And that's the way we have to say it. We have to say Pleasant Valley Landscaping Contractors because for the first three years he was a sponsor of the show. I was only saying Pleasant Valley. And then Pleasant Valley Landscaping. And then I'm in the hospital one it day. It doesn't matter. Say it however you and want. I, and I actually finally was able to like work my phone, and I pulled up your podcast, and I heard you say Pleasant Valley Landscaping Contractors, and I went, damn, so basically I've been saying it wrong all, all the time. Say it any way you want. We're still working on you getting David correct. <laughs> okay? So as long as you get David correct, you can say the, the name oh, of my company my any God. way you and want. And who else do you And Power 28 with Ray's Coal Fire Pizza, which we are going to do, I think maybe this weekend we're going to do. I went with Jana Natale. Oh, you did? And you didn't and, invite me, the two of you, and, you bastards. Uh, no, wait a Minute, Isn't that nice? See how he goes out with Jana and I don't no, get the invite. You didn't let me finish. All right, that's Jana Di Natale and Dave Di Natale and my Dave, wife. We went yep. axe throwing and we had um, we had a couple cocktails. There. The place is pretty good. So that makes it better somehow when you finished your sentence that you didn't invite me. Well, you didn't let me finish who was, who was in attendance, <laughs> but yeah, we had fun. So. Yeah, thanks for the invite. And just, do I miss anybody? Oh, and a free shout-out to our buddies at JG's Ice Cream. Yes. You know, listen, it's December. It's getting cold out, but that doesn't mean you can't eat ice cream. Okay. I still I still stop once a week over at JG's Ice Cream, I and, I, and, I, and I eat some ice cream. So what else do we – so we've got a pretty good show today, I think. Although, again, as I said last week, I don't know how good these shows are. I, I say it's a good show because I like it, but I'm only really here for me anyway. Um, there's a couple of things that have happened that I do want to talk about. Um, let's just do like the, the easy one first. My buddy, Ulia, Ulio Mejia, who just got elected to the Greater Lawrence School Committee. Uh, he's 18 years old. He just got elected. And his very first thing that he wants to do, he was on Facebook yesterday, sent me a press release. He wants to spearhead an effort 
to lower the voting age in Lawrence to 16. Now, I love Julio. He's re- he really means well, and he's a nice kid. But come on. I mean, come on. These 16-year-olds, they don't want to work. They don't want to do anything. They're completely unmotivated. They, they can't get drafted. They can't drink. Why would we allow them to choose who our leaders are? Even at the local level, why would we allow? I wouldn't paint all 16-year-olds being responsible. Well, there's however, exceptions to every rule. However, there is a maturity level. Right. All right. So most of them are living in a different world mm-hmm. than, than a, a 32-year-old person right. is. You know, they don't, do, they don't do the homework. They, you know, elections are not a popularity contest. Right. So again, I'm a, my position is I'm a completely opposed to me this. too. Even even my 19 year old son, when it comes election time, comes to me and says, "Hey, Dad, what's this person about? Right. Hey, Dad, who are you voting for?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Never mind who I'm voting for." Right. Okay. My youngest son, when it was time for him to enroll, when he turned 18, registered as a Republican, and I said, "Why are you doing that?" He goes, "Cause you're one." I said, "No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. You have to make you do your homework." And make your See, own my daughter decision. went the other way. She became a raving left-wing lunatic because I'm a right-wing lunatic. Well, and that's just, do whatever you want. I mean, just do your homework. But we know that if you're going to allow, there was a big push in North Andover to do this a couple, a couple of years ago. We all know what this is really all about. This is really all about getting more people to vote Democrat because we all know young people are more liberal and more people by a 90% margin vote Democrat. And so we know that that's what it's really about. It's, about. it's about electing more liberals at the local level who will then be the farm team to run for state rep or Congress in the next few elections. And so we know what this is all about. And, and by the way, they're only going to vote the way their teachers tell them to vote. They're all being indoctrinated by their public education teachers and some even private education teachers. It doesn't help that my party's a mess right now. Well, that's, listen, the, you, you Republicans. We're a mess. There's no question about the, it. My, my, my utter frustration is I wish that I could go back to the Republican Party. And then every time I put on C-SPAN, it reminds me of why I will never go back to the Republican Party. These guys are such, excuse my French, they're such fucking liars. And I'm more angry at the Republican Party than I am the Democrat Party because we know what to expect from the Democrats. We know they're in bed with China. We know they're in bed with the drug cartels. We know that they hate the Second Amendment. We know that they hate every amendment of the Constitution except like maybe one or two that benefit them. But the minute it didn't benefit them, they wouldn't. But then I look at the Republicans. They campaign as conservatives. They promise to cut taxes. They promise to be socially conservative. Then they get in and they're more concerned about what, CNN, what names CNN is going to call them than they are about keeping their campaign promises and they start spending like drunken sailors and giving into the woke mob. And the next thing you know, they're doing stupid shit like what the one reason that made me leave, which was... I'm watching C-SPAN, and the Republicans in the Senate voted against a $1,400 stipend for the American people for COVID relief. And their reason was, it's going to cost us too much money. We have to be fiscally responsible. And I thought, you know, I don't like that vote, but they're kind of right. But then in the next sentence, they voted to send billions of dollars to Jordan and Egypt and Brazil and South America and all these other countries. And it, it finally dawned on me, apparently I'm just I'm stupid, that it took me this long, Dave, Id, to realize that the Republicans are only fiscally responsible when it comes to domestic spending. But when it comes to sending money all over the friggin' world, they want to be everybody's friend. They want to send money to Jordan and they want to send it to Afghanistan. They were complicit. With the COVID relief Absolutely funds that, they that, were. that went out. Let me, mm-hmm. let me tell you a quick, I'm going to get on a little sidetrack. Do you know to this very day, as of last week, I am still being assessed 9% COVID recovery assessment fee wow. for unemployment. Wow. So when you come to work for me for every $1,000 
that you make, I'm paying 9%. That's $90, okay? On top of what your other unemployment benefits. So I'm at the point now, for every 1000 bucks, by the time I pay insurance and everything else, yep. it's costing me $1,500. It's crazy. And, and for state, what? The state and for is what? unbelievable. But, and they're taking that money and they're blowing it on stupid shit. It has nothing to do with COVID. I, I, I really want to get a hold of Diana DiZoglio and ask her if she has any intention of auditing unemployment. That, that I'm trying really hard to get her on the show. So am I. And you're trying hard to get her on the show for next week. And between our efforts, we should be able to get her because she takes my calls when I call her. She's but great. She can't get. It's so hard to get on her schedule because she is busy. She's it's it's she's like um I don't even know how to explain it. She she does so much energy. She does so much all the time, twenty four seven. You can't. She never stops. I know. She's amazing. Like I, I'm I'm on. I posted something on Facebook last week or the week before, and it was like two in the morning. And she called me. She said, I saw that you just posted something and you were up and I actually have a couple of minutes and I'm up. And she's like, I've been wanting to ask you this question and I saw that you posted it, so I figured you'd be okay. And I was like, what time do you go to work tomorrow morning? She's after being in the office at eight tomorrow. I have a meeting. I'm like, and it's two in the morning and you're up making phone calls. Yeah, she's got a lot of money. I mean, it's crazy. Um, so on the 16-year-old thing, I think we were all saying no to that. I know it's well-meaning. I know he's trying to, the whole thing with young people is we want to expand voting rights. We want everybody to sing Kumbaya. We want more people to vote. I actually want less people to vote. There are too many stupid people out there who vote based on your, the ethnicity of your last name or what neighborhood you live in or what political party you belong to. And they're making all their, their decisions on voting based on either popularity or aesthetics. And that's what got us in this problem, I think, in the first place. Yeah, if they think voter turnout's low now, wait till you try oh. to involve 16-year-olds <laughs> right. that have better things to do. I mean... Can't even get them to show up in, to yeah, class on time. Yeah, unless you got, unless you got people registering you to vote at Chick-fil-A. I right. I mean, it's, right. you know, it's, it's not going to happen. So we've got a video. I've been stalling showing it. Let's, let's uh, cue this up. So uh, I got a, a press release. First, I got a couple of phone calls at the office. And they said, did you hear what happened at Lawrence High School today? I said, no. And they said, that, well, I guess there was a big fight at Lawrence High School. I thought, you know, well, how is that new from any other day? No offense, but sorry, it's the truth. Um, and then I got an email from, uh, I believe I got the first one from Paul Tucker, the DA's office, who's been very good with the press releases, though we are still waiting for booking photos, as he promised on this show. We're 12 months into his term, by the way. Um, so I got a press release from him saying that five people were uh, uh, arrested and Lawrence police is still investigating. And it kind of seemed like a little bit more than just a fight. So then Karina Papalato came on my Facebook page and said, have you seen the video? I said, no, can you post it? She didn't. Nobody did. But late last night, somebody texted me the video. And after watching this video, I thought this is something my audience needs to see. So this is at the Sullivan Park, which is right across from the stadium at Lawrence High School. It's technically not on Lawrence High property, but it's during the school day. So we have to assume all of these kids in this video are all Lawrence High kids. Now, we're only assuming that. One or two of these kids might have graduated. We don't know, but they all kind of look like they're about 15. And I want to show you this video, and I want to talk a little bit about it, um, especially with Dave Id Consoli here. And we, we have a studio audience, too, so I don't know if she can see that from where she is. But uh, let's roll up this video. This is what happened two days ago outside of Lawrence High. Fucking animals. He's unconscious and they're stomping. Three kids at the same time are stomping on his head and his body. Oh, the, the big guy just pulled him off. Yep. yep. And then somebody comes along and just pulls him off and lets them walk away while they've got masks on. And 
what's interesting is you've got the woman, whoever it is that's actually taking the video, didn't stop taking the video to call 911 to get help for these kids. Just kept I, this. It's, ever since cell phones came about, this is something that always frustrates me and perplexes me. If I'm out somewhere and I'm videotaping something bad happening, and I realize the person actually needs help, I stop filming and call 911. Like, how about save the guy's life first, get the video second? And by the way, that's my job. My job is to be there to get the video. Like, I have a justification to not call 911 and just keep rolling because I'm there doing my job. But these people, it's not even their job. Like, they're standing there filming this, and nobody is, like, stopping these five guys from stomping. And you could see on the video, they're both unconscious, and you got three oh, there's, on. There's two people. There's two kids. Side. Yeah, you want to show it again? You got two kids in that video. So there's the kid up against the fence that they're stomping on, but then there's another kid already passed out on the basketball court. Did the DA say what this was about? I did not say that. Nope. But they said they do have five juveniles in custody, and they're fucking animals. These kids are fucking animals, and I'm willing to bet any amount of money that not one of these kids has a father at home. I. You pulled the words right out of my mouth. Yep. My parents would have killed me yep. when I was younger. If we, you didn't if see stuff like this. You didn't see stuff. Is that almost ready? Sorry. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't see stuff like this when we were growing up or when you were growing up. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. I threw that at her. That's not her fault. It's my fault. I, I cheated. Her. So now see, on the, on the right, you've got a kid that's already passed out. Oh, okay. He's out cold. And there's somebody going through his pockets. He's hitting him, but he's going through his pockets. And then a guy comes along and just takes, pulls him off with one hand, and they all just kind of slowly walk away like nothing happened. Well, at least the guy did something. He should have pulled the guy's mask off so we could have seen him on video to see what, what scumbag it was that was doing this. So, you know, this goes back to like what I was saying about the gun thing, right? It's not really the same topic, but it kind of is. Why there's so much violence today that we didn't have 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Uh, go back to 1920s for a minute, like just to put this in context. In the 1920s, machine guns were everywhere, right? In Chicago, you had all the, all the mobsters were machine gunning each other on a regular basis. But nobody ever went to like a stadium instead of randomly shooting crowds of people. That's a new phenomenon. So you can't blame the guns, right? You have, and on this, you can't blame... You can't blame the teachers. You can't blame the students. You can't even blame the parents, although it's pretty apparent that none of these kids have a father at home. Um, you have to blame the people involved. You've got to blame these kids chose to go over and commit violence. They committed violence, and every one of them should pay a very heavy price for what they did. Absolutely. And they should all be thrown out of school, are by they, the way. Are they all minors? They, according to the, the uh, <laughs> press release I got yesterday, I believe they are all minors. Um, but I don't want to see. I don't want to see these kids getting. Uh, you know, oh well, they they're young and they're impressionable. They had a bad childhood. They live in a violent neighborhood. It's not their fault. No, these kids need to pay a very heavy price for this because that's the problem that we have with today's society. That's the reason why this stuff happens. And one of the reasons why this stuff happens is because there's no consequence for anything these kids today are doing, and they're learning that they can pretty much do whatever they want, commit any violence that they want, and at the end of the day. Well-meaning do-gooders are going to sit on the side and go, yeah, but he had a bad childhood and he came from a bad neighborhood and make every excuse in the world to not hold them accountable. And by the way, none of these kids are going to get thrown out of school. Even if they're convicted, none of these kids are going to get thrown out of school. I can tell you that right now for sure at Lawrence High School, they're not throwing anybody out. No matter what they do, they're not throwing them out. Yeah, there's no, there's no sense of fear. Half right. of these kids, so for instance, if, if they come from a single-parent household, the mom's probably working two jobs right. to support them. 
And that's the problem with this country today is the fathers, the fathers, you know, I don't care. I'm not going to get into ethnic groups all, across the board. Across the board. Don't um, support their kids. They're non-existent in the household. You have single moms and grandparents raising these kids. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have grandparents raising the kids, you know, 70, 80 years old, mm-hmm. they don't have the energy to chase these kids around. Right. They're doing the best. They're doing the best they can. Yep. And I can't, you know, I don't want to make this a racial thing. In, the, in my 36 years of being self-employed, I can't tell you how many white guys worked for me and quit once I got that notification that I had to pull child support out of their uh, paycheck. Yep. They yep. all quit. Yep. All of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this isn't a white, black, Hispanic thing. This is just men in general who just want to impregnate Men women. need to take responsibility for the kids that they father. Exactly. But, but women need to take responsibility for keeping the man around because the women make more money from the state. If they have three kids from three baby daddies, they get three checks. But if one of those guys moves in to take care of his own kid or to take care of everybody else's kid, she loses that money. So we've taught the, the, the last two, three generations that they can make more bank by getting pregnant and kicking dad out and not having him be part of the, so what does this, what does this do? This this generates third and fourth and fifth generation of kids that are in public housing on drugs, no fathers at home, committing violence. And you're right; it, it has nothing to do with ethnicity. Although not having a father at home does seem to hurt the Latino and Black population a lot more than the white population. Oh yeah, definitely. Because the, the statistics bear that out. And the people at the Department of Transitional Assistance call when when they come in for benefits and they say, "Okay, I have three children," and they the first question they ask is, "Who's the father?" Right. And without question, they always say, "I don't know." Right. And the people at the DTA call that the Immaculate Conception mm-hmm. because it, they know they know who the dads. And are. if you wanted to solve this problem, there's a very easy fix. If they wanted to solve the problem, but they don't want to solve the problem. Too much money to be made the way that it is. If you want to solve the problem, how about the woman gets a welfare check for each kid, even if dad stays home? All right. So if you're in public housing, if you're under a certain amount of money that you make a year, and 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 you got three kids from three different fathers, and one of the fathers moves in, don't take the money away. Continue to give them that money to buy food, to buy groceries, to help the father and the mother take care of the kids. Yeah, it's very important that a, a kid gets nurtured by two parents. Yeah. The, the mom, women are, in my opinion, women are a gift from God. <laughs> For sure. They, no, they For are. For sure, they are. Uh, not, Sometimes a curse, no. but mostly mostly they're a gift. Let me finish. It's, <laughs> it's like the Di Natale thing that you interrupted me on. Women are a gift from God. They are extremely nurturing. And children... And teenagers need that nurturing from, from a mom. Dads give a different type of nurture. Structure. Yeah, they give structure. You know, I have an aunt who's 95, and, you know, we, I talked to her for Thanksgiving. She told me my boys are wonderful because they have their dad's worth ethic, and they grew up watching dad right. work a lot, you know. And I got to tell you, when my wife gave birth, I was scared to death. I was like, oh, my God, you know, I got to be a good dad. I got to support these kids. And I got that from watching my parents, who are immigrants, mm-hmm. you know, my father immigrated from Italy in 1950. You say it right, it's Italy. Italy. No, Italy. no, no. If you're Italian, you're going to say it right. You're going to say Italy. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Sicily. I, lo- Sicily I, lo- I, love, be- I love picking on Italians. I grew up in an Italian household. So. Sicily. Yeah. So, by the way, when you have your Cheerios in the morning, do you also have pasta with it? I'm just wondering. Right. My son eats <laughs> pasta for breakfast. That does not surprise me even a little bit. Yeah, Okay. 
Mr. But you're right. And, and, and the, the problem that we have is we want to blame the guns when it's a gun issue. We want to blame the schools and we want to blame the parents. We want to blame. But at the end of the day, it's really all about the government. The government gives an incentive for, par- for dads not to be there. It gives the woman an incentive to throw the dad out. It makes it easier to break up families. There are all kinds of government programs for broken families, but there's no programs out there for a family that's intact but about to break up. There's no government assistance out there for people who are trying to hold it together and are at their wit's end, right? There's no... There's programs for the homeless, but there's no programs for people who are about to be homeless. There's programs for the broken family, but no programs for people about to be broken. And that's because the government makes more money and increases their power the more our families break down. And so they do it. Listen, I, I, I tell this story all the time. We've got 12 minutes left, so I, I can stay, do it again. Do you remember five years ago when there was a guy, I think he was in Boston somewhere, he had a camera in his shoe. And he was going to the mall, and he was taking pictures of women's skirts. Do you remember that story? Yes. Okay. So here's what, if you guys forget, here's what happened, because I like to use this when I lecture a lot, especially at colleges. That story hit the front page of the Boston Globe on a Tuesday. And the, in the story, they said how the cops had to let the guy go because there was no law against it. They said, we arrested the guy. Yeah, he's a pervert. But there's no law against what he did, so we had to let him go. That was on a, what did I say, a Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Okay. On Thursday, the legislature had an emergency session where they unanimously voted to make it illegal, sent it to the state Senate. The state Senate took an emergency measure and unanimously post pa- passed the law, sent it to Charlie Baker's desk before 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Charlie Baker signed it at 4 o'clock, and at 5 o'clock it was against the law. Good. Now, when they fucking want to do something, when those politicians want to do because when they look bad in the press that they didn't do it in the first time, they can move mountains to create a law. They can move mountains to solve a problem. And what, what the reason I bring that up is because when you look at problems like these kids, when you look at the gun issues, when you look at the homeless issue, whatever it is, issue that you're looking at, you have to understand that this is the way people who run our government want it to be. Because if it wasn't what they wanted it to be, they would move mountains to change it. They didn't want illegal aliens coming to this country, coming to Massachusetts, and living on the streets. So what did they do? They spent they, $250 million last week right. to house to, people it, that are breaking into this country. Right. You should, I, should, I wish my- 90, That's our editorial today. I in the wish Valley my Beecher. 93-year-old father was well enough to come up here because what he went through to immigrate to this country, he had to have a sponsor. He waited five years. He, he had to have a job lined up, and now, and my father's a liberal, he's a lifelong union Democrat, and now they're just walking across, and here you go. Yep. And he is not happy about it. Right. It's, it's, it's a slap in the face. I don't care what nationality you are. It's a slap in the face to everyone that followed the rules, right. and is going through the process, and is being vetted, and has a job. I mean, this country desperately needs people in the workforce. People to clean hotel rooms, people, you know, to drive trucks. So Police forth. officers, teachers. I mean, we can't find anybody. Any of that. Anybody. As long as they come in, these people, as long as they come in legally. legally. But see, if they come legally, we get to vet them, right? Which means we're not going to let in Muslim terrorists. We're not going to let in criminals. We're not going to let in people with mental health issues that are violent. We're not going to let, but, but that's not what the people who run our government want. They want chaos in our streets. They want 
class warfare. They want race warfare because that allows them to increase their power. They get to strengthen the, the, the power of the government to come down and clamp on people. Because when do people want the government the most? When they feel unsafe, right? Mm-hmm. Things are going bad in your neighborhood. You want to call the police. Police represent the government. I mean, that's just the way that it is. The reason why America is the way that it is is because that's the way the people who run our government want it to be. No matter how bad it is, it might seem chaotic. It might seem like we just somehow ended up here. But we didn't just end up here. We're here by design. We are where we are in this country by design. Our country is completely backwards, and it's because the people who run our government are making way too much fucking money. I was talking last night to to Nancy, and we were talking about the state legislature. Because in my editorial this week, even though they're all my friends, and they all write for the Valley Patriot, I by name went after all of the state reps in the Merrimack Valley for voting for the money for uh, the illegal aliens, Right. I forgot why I started that. I could just had the totally plane for Yeah, it. The, the driver's licenses for driver's licenses for illegal. That's, that's right. a pathway right. to vote. Yep. In my opinion. Right. Yep. And they allow it. And they allow it and they allow it. And it's up to them, it's up to the state reps to take control of their party and change it and be the leaders and put a stop to it. Or they're no better than all the rest of them. They just become a cog in the machine, and it doesn't matter who your state rep is, who your state senator is, just keep rotating, just keep rotating, just keep rotating. Oh, so I was telling Nancy last night, the reason why, you know, an average person like our studio audience member Sandra is here, she runs for state rep as a Democrat. She gets elected. She wants to do all these things, but the Democratic Party's against it. She wants closed borders. She wants teachers to stop talking about abortion in the classroom. She wants all the, all the conservative stuff, but she's a Democrat. She's never going to be able to do it. One of two things is going to happen. A, she will get no committee assignments, and they will primary her in the next election, and then she's out. Or B, they go to her and say, you know, we can put you on five committees. And and here's what most people don't know. If you're a state rep in Massachusetts, if you're a state senator in Massachusetts, every committee that you're on increases your pay. So whatever they show for the base salary of a state rep, that's your base salary. But if you're on a committee, especially if you're a chairman of a committee, you make more money. So if you're in with the leadership and you do what the leadership tells you to do, you get more committees, you get more chairmanships, you make more money. You bring more money home to pay your bills. So they've all sold out. They've all sold out to their party. Massachusetts is a one-party state. The Democrats control both houses of the legislature. They decide who's going to get the committee assignments and who makes more money. And if you're not, look, ask Diana DeZaglia. She got elected as a state rep. They stuck her office in the basement, and they gave her, like, two crappy committee assignments, and that was it. People like Linda Kimmel were on seven committees because she was doing what the party wanted. Diana wasn't doing what the party wanted. She got no chairmanship and two committees. Well, day of reckoning is coming for them. Well, they, she, they, they picked on the wrong. She they is picked on so, the wrong, She's awesome. They she's picked so on the great. wrong woman. So, um, And most people don't know. This goes back to. I'm dying to get her on. I want to talk to her about non-disclosure agreements, which I have a major problem with. I think they should outlaw them. Outlaw them outright. I'm okay with non-disclosure agreements when it's a tough call, right? It's a he said, she said. You're not sure who's really to blame. There isn't enough evidence to show that the guy really did something wrong. And and he wants to make it go away. Uh, Well, listen, I've settled. I've been sued six times. I've never lost. But a few of them I've settled. And the last one that I settled, I settled because it was going to cost me more to fight it in court okay. and win than if I just give the guy a couple thousand dollars and make him go away. So I settled it. And so I get that. I get that sometimes someone is accused of something, man or woman, and they didn't do it. And there, but there's a question, but there's no proof. 
I think in those cases, it should be allowed to be settled with a non-disclosure agreement. But if there's actual evidence or proof that the guy actually did something wrong and he's guilty, no guilty person should have a non-disclosure agreement. The public should know if you're a state rep and you rape someone or you sexually assault someone or you sexually harass someone. And I mean really sexually harass. I don't mean ask her how nice her dress is. Like, I'm not saying, like, you know, she comes in and you say, oh, I really like your perfume. That's not sexual harassment. So today's little sissy snowflakes, that's sexual harassment. It's really not. Harassment actually means something. It means you've been told not to do it and you keep doing it. If I say to somebody at work, I really like your dress, she says, you know, I don't really like that. And I do it again. That's harassment. But if I do it once, that's not harassment. So if it's really harassment, I'm okay with it. If you're guilty. Yeah, I mean... Like, sleep with me or you're not going to get the promotion. That's sexual harassment. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not in the corporate world. I, right. I, I work with all men, so I don't know the challenges that, that women face in the mm. workplace. But before we get off on, on finish up this topic, I do have a Joe Sol- Solomon nugget. Okay, great. So, full disclosure, Tom and I disagreed on this subject, and I was one of the people who criticized you. Okay. Criticize me. Well, yes, I criticize you. We had this discussion, and I'm going to refresh your memory. Wait, wait. So who did you criticize me to? To you. Oh, to okay. your face. All right. Well, I, don't, I don't care about that. Okay. So when you said people were criticizing you because you didn't talk about Joe Solomon, I was one of them. And I told you specifically, you were silent. Okay. You would be better served to go out and defend your friend, but say something. Correct. Yes. Okay. I, by the and, way, I was and, not speaking about and, you when I said and, that. No, but. it's okay. And you did. And I'm glad you did. And, yeah. I, and what did I say to you? I said, I'm proud that you finally stood up right. in defending your friend. I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree with No, you. I know most people disagree with me. That's not the point. Right. But did we not disagree about the way you Absolutely handled it? And did. I said to you, you're wrong. And I still think I said, you were wrong, by the way. Okay, I, I don't think I should be obligated. But in fact, especially we're friends. It, we're friends and we will remain right, friends. Right, but yes. I was one of the people that criticized yes. you. And I did it to your face. I have no problem have being friends with people who don't see the world the way I do. And that's, and that's and fine. In fact, that's what's but wrong with this country my, my is people can't be was, friends with people who disagree with them. My point was Channel 4, 5, 7. Everybody was, you know. Piling on. Methuen Life had an Eagle Tribune. I said, Tom, there's nothing in the Valley Patriot. And you said, right. well, why should I do that? I said, because you are a journalist. I would have more respect for you if you came out right. and at least defended your friend whether I agree with that or not, say something. Right. And to your credit, you did. Yeah. I do have one, one other question on this matter, if someone, right. even, even your viewers. Um, Sean Fountain. Yes. If something happens and he gets convicted, do they review all of his cases where he was a detective and some of that stuff might get thrown out? I, I would imagine that the defense attorneys, if someone was convicted, would probably try to use that to get their clients off. Sure. This is terrible. It, it is. It is. This w- and I, but let's I remember, know- Joe Solomon didn't hire him. He was hired by the mayor. All right. Let's not talk about Joe Solomon. I'm talking about Sean Fountain. Right. So the guy wasn't qualified to be a detective. Well, we don't know that. Okay. Well, anyways, let's say he gets convicted, okay, okay or they find something. So all these defense attorneys, let's say I was dealing drugs. Right. And, and Sean Fountain arrested me. And now my defense attorney will say, oh, that guy, you know, was convicted. He wasn't vetted. He wasn't qualified. What have you? Yeah, I think there's a possibility. So there's there's that, a lot that of could, exposure there could for, for be a problem. Yeah, oh, that's and that's why I keep saying these city councilors in Methuen, who are praying for Sean Fountain to go down and praying for the chief to go down and praying for people to go down, they're hurting themselves. They're hurting society because if if Sean Fountain didn't do anything wrong, we don't have to worry about this, right? If Joe Solomon isn't convicted of anything, we don't have to worry about this, right? 
But if they are, then that, that, that turns the whole community on its head, or it could turn the whole community on its head. But I do want to go back and disagree with you on one thing. I don't think that I should have to feel obligated to cover a story that everyone else is covering. You'll notice when you pick up the Valley Patriot, you read material that you don't read anywhere else because we're a monthly paper. We're on the street all month. I try, and I've said this a numerous times since we started the show, I try at the Valley Patriot to not cover stories that have been in the Eagle Tribune. So if Neil Perry, when he was my friend, when we were chatting, would call me and tip me off to something, if nobody else had it, I would report it. Mm-hmm. But then a week later, we have a falling out. So he tips off Methuen Life instead of tipping off me. And Methuen Life publishes it. And then the Eagle Tribune, because they're lazy journalists, they just copy what Methuen Life said and they publish it. And then the Globe and the Herald pick up what the Tribune wrote and they cover it. Why do I need to cover it? Everybody else has already talked about it. I, I pride myself on the Valley PG being where people go to get new information. So why should I be covering and forget just something, call, you know, yeah, any, any other issue? You know, a, a tax hike in Methuen. The Tribune wrote about the tax hike. Methuen Life wrote about it. The Globe and the Herald wrote about it. The Lowell Sun wrote about it. Why am I writing about it? Well, I'm just bringing it up because the fact that, you know, you'll argue with people and then you guys aren't talking. I'm here today because we can disagree. Right. Well, because like, you're a grown-up. We, we can argue. And we can still get a, you know, we can still have a relationship. Right, but that's because okay? you're a grown-up. Well, right? that's the way I was brought up because Me too. I, had, I had two parents in my household. Me too. So, so I, when, I, when I grew up, oh my God, time's up. Um, when I grew up, it was a police household. My mom was the school nurse at the Frost School. Uncle Frankie was, uh, was a, a police lieutenant, right? They, and they raised me, my aunt and uncle. We would sit down at the dinner table at 5 o'clock every night before we went to, before we went to, to work and whatever the topic of the day on the front page of the paper that was that day was what we talked about at dinner. Now, I was for the death penalty. My brother Danny was against it. Uncle Frankie was for it. Auntie Dottie was against it. We would argue. We'd throw up, throw napkins at each other. We'd call each other names. And when it was done, before Uncle Frankie went to work, we all piled in the car. And we went to Dairy Queen and we had some ice cream. That's because the Irish cuisine was lousy. Right. You well, didn't have anything else. The, well, Ita- it was the Italian house very. The Italians are very quiet. No, no. Uncle Frankie's Italian. The cropper is an Italian. Um, yeah, our audience members laughing right. here, <laughs> but that's that's why I rip on says. But no, and I know I know we have to we have to wrap up. But but I grew up in a time and in a family where you were almost mandated to disagree. You were mandated to to give your own thoughts, even if you weren't sure about what you were, and to get involved in the debate and discussion. But then when it was over, regardless of where everybody stood, everybody still loved each other. Yeah, absolutely. We're all still family. And that's the way politicians should be. Absolutely. Is, is you can disagree with someone and still and still move on, but yep. they don't. It's, it's Christy, awful. do you have something that you want to promote for tonight? Are you tonight doing your music bingo and yeah, bellas? And- we do it every Thursday at Sadie's Bar and Grill here in Salem, New Hampshire. Our charity of the month this month is the We Care Charity. They're a local charity. So, yeah, come on out. Great. What does Plus, We Care do? What do they do? That's uh, They help the homeless, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I have yeah. a question yeah, for you. Good. What brand of tire is on your car now? Don't know. <laughs> a good mid-range one that my guy said to put on there. So I, I had a couple of questions for our lightning round, but I think we're way, way over to do the lightning round. Are, or are we? Okay. for next time. All right. That's fine. So next week, you're going to roll up mail. Next week, Dave Id Consoli is going to be here filling in for me. Hopefully, it's only going to be for next week. There's a possibility he may have to do two, but I think it's just going to be next week. We are doing a holiday lightning round. Holiday lightning round. Yes. So, it's going to be like, holiday. do you like like ginger snap Christmas cookies or the Italian Christmas cookies? Right? Do you you like turkey on Christmas? Or or ham for Christmas? No, I got good questions. (laughs) No, you you have good questions. Yeah. Uh, So, working on a guest, but... Day after Christmas, do you go shopping or do you hang out on the couch? 
These are these are all Dave. He's such a pill. <laughs> That's it. We're not talking. We're not talking again. I liked it better when we were fighting. You idiot. Last minute shopping for Christmas. Look, you shop in advance. You're an ass. Well, thank oh our sponsors, God. please. All right, uh, Century <laughs> Century Twenty One McLennan Real Estate, the Zinni Pesci Pesh Peshe Pesh Law Office, Marston and Son Construction, EIS Investigation and Gun Training. Borelli's Deli, Par 28 with raised coal-fired pizza. Really good pizza there, and I'm not a pizza guy. Tomo is shaking seafood. Clear path for veterans, New England. The Mercurial Law Office, AFC Urgent Care, and Pleasant Valley Landscaping Contractors. It's Pleasant Valley Landscaping Contractors. And a free shout-out to uh, JG's Ice Cream. Melvin Taylor says you got to go home, so go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.